Vladimir Putin decided it's time to congratulate Biden as president-elect and says he's ready to collaborate. Can't wait to see what that'll look like. President Trump announced Attorney General Barr will be resigning and AOC is in hot water yet again after Queens residents lashed out at her for her role in Amazon canceling its plans to build its headquarters in New York City. We've got all that and much more coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy filling in for Sarah Gonzalez while she is still out on her maternity leave. We've got a really fun show for you today because all the way from Toronto, we have comedian Nicole Arbor with us. Thank Yay. you so much for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. We are so excited. And then also another one of our favorites, Elijah Schaefer, the host of Slightly Offensive here on Blaze TV. Thanks for yeah, being here. Yeah, I feel like I really don't fit in. You know, he's like beautiful women in bright colors. And I just come in here with, <laughs> as we were talking about the homeless look. Yeah, homeless chic, that's you. You just yeah. need a yellow hoodie and we're all set. You, you told me your certifications from school. Uh, what are you? You're pretty uh, much a scientist. Well, I, I at least thought that science w still existed when I was in school. Yeah. But I would hate to be called anything like that today because... Unfortunately for us, science doesn't exist anymore. I just thought it was so funny that you dress like you're homeless with all these degrees. That's totally the cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a he's like a scientist in disguise. We like it. Buy his merch. Buy my merch. Exactly. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna start off talking about the hot story this week. President Trump says Attorney General William Barr, he is resigning. So he tweeted out, just had a very nice meeting with Attorney General Bill Barr at the White House. Our relationship has been a very good one and he's done an outstanding job. As per letter, Bill will be leaving just before Christmas to spend the holidays with his family. Deputy Attorney General Jeff Rosen, an outstanding person, will become Acting Attorney General, highly respected Richard, Richard Donahue will be taking over the duties of Deputy Attorney General. Thank you to all. So then Trump also posted Barr's resignation letter. In that resignation letter, he listed the president's accomplishments from restoring military strength to overseeing the development of a stronger economy, um, he also talked about the president's political enemies uh, attempting to cripple the administration with frenzied and baseless accusations of collusion with Russia. Now, there was some speculation that, that came up because they, people were thinking the president might fire Barr after he made a statement denying evidence of voter fraud that would overturn the election. So um, the president did complain when he saw that report saying that Barr knew about a federal investigation into Hunter Biden months before mm -hmm. the election, but didn't reveal it. So, of course, now he's resigned. Nicole, what do you think of this resignation? Is he resigned? I think, is it a resignation? Or is it like, you know, when people have a breakup and they put out those fake celebrity posts, like, we just mutually decided we're not in love anymore and we're just not going to, like, no, one of you got sick of the other person. Who said it? What happened? I think Trump broke up with him. And then they put out their couple statement together. Yeah. These are my thoughts. Elijah, you think it was a forced resignation? Well, as you know, as I was mentioning earlier, that, you know, the most important part about this is that Bill is not exactly the same patriot that people think he is. He's a little bit of a swamp creature. He's served for previous presidents. He's worth $40 million. Uh, you don't make $40 million unless someone lets you make $40 million. And I don't mean that in, like, to, to shame rich people, but I, I mean, like, when you're in the swamp and you've been in here for decades and you've worked your way as executives and in and out of the government, mm -hmm. I mean, I believe he was fired because I think he wasn't sticking with the president. Mm -hmm. And I think the most important factor here is that since he's been in the swamp for a long time, yep. he wants to stay in it and he knows that he wasn't going to go down with the ship. Mm -hmm. And so Trump probably was like, see ya. Well, so why do you think he decided to leave now instead of waiting until the end of the term? 
so that he didn't have to play the violin as the as the sh you know the <laughs> ship goes down, just in case, just in case the ship goes down. We still don't know what's actually going to happen. There might be civil war, as we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, but just in case, I think he just didn't want to be part of it. He's he's trying to save his own butt. I think that's what he's doing. His next move planning, like it's kind of like when you like you know when you're about to break up, but you're already like you got you Tinder. Already, yeah, you got your Tinder. You already got and it. And you're already like or you're already starting to like like follow like hot girls pages, or maybe you wouldn't follow hot girls, but you're like already on there, and it's like no judgment. And it's yeah. like yeah, girls, you see you see the guy. He's trying to follow a bunch of hot girls. Be worried. He might have some problems. But like that's what I think it is. And that's because he's always making his next move. He's always planning his next step. Why would he go down? I mean, he's not like this diehard patriot who's out in the streets wearing a MAGA hat. Like, I'm going to fight till the end with Trump. It's like he's just going, I served my term. I think he did a pretty good job at, at doing his job. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, mm, okay, I'm out. He, yeah. I, I think he's a little bit shady at the end. I thought that was a little A.T. Brute move mm -hmm. to not back him when it was the most important. And, you know, all the facts weren't even out at that time. So it's better to say nothing than to say something and be wrong. I think in that instance, mm -hmm. you got to back your team no matter what. Even if they're not going to win the World Series, you still wear that jersey. Hey, that's yeah. true. All right. So we've got somebody who is congratulating Biden and says that he's ready for collaboration and context. And that person is Vladimir Putin. <laughs> So he said that he hopes the countries can set aside their differences to promote global security. Now, Putin wished the U.S. president-elect every success and said, again, for my part, I'm ready for collaboration and contacts with you. This is according to a Kremlin statement. Now, the Russian president, he was one of the last remaining leaders of the major world countries to have held back on congratulating Biden. Uh, in his telegram to Mr. Biden, Putin said their countries bear special responsibility for global security and stability. Russia denied yesterday the new accusations that it was behind a significant hack into servers at several U.S. government agencies, including the Treasury and Commerce departments. Um, but he's ready for them to uh, take on and solve many problems and challenges the world is currently facing. All right. So Cute. <laughs> How do you think Biden's going to handle this relationship? I think into that Russia? Biden said, "Who's Putin? What? <laughs> like he doesn't know where he is. Why are we pretending this man is not completely senile? Because we've all seen he's senile. He doesn't know what happened there. He doesn't know what that was. As if Russia's ever going to be like, yeah, we totally hacked your servers. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> like I don't know why we even talk about that as a topic. It's kind of silly. But we do. We really do. I always <clears> say <throat> we need to be like the super team and kind of suicide squad it and have America with Russia and Japan and a couple others and everyone we just made peace with. That's our team against China. So we do need peace with them. Yeah, as I say, I feel like Putin's going to probably have a difficult time. Number one, I know he's planning on like stepping down, right, because of health reasons. So he's planning on leaving the, the public circuit, which is probably way past overdue. I'm pretty sure like a we've been a few corrupt elections into Putin probably should have be leaving. But that's but, their way. Don't, yeah, was, don't be racist. Yeah, it's the way of yeah. doing it. But yeah. I was going to say, ultimately speaking, you know, I, I think that Biden's going to continue to keep the fake, sure, uh, you know, act that somehow Russia's our enemy and that we need to continue to fight them when really they're a bunch of nationalists and they're against the global order. And I actually am starting to think that Russia is kind of becoming more of the good guy. As I start to see that the same people telling me that Russia's bad are denying the uh, sophistication of Chinese influence in our government. They keep saying, like, don't mm -hmm. worry about China. China's not a problem. Russia's our problem. Problem, but Russia doesn't even hit like I think it's like a 0.72 on like the development index, meaning they're not even considered a first world country. And I'm not really worried about them because they're also not rising economically, militarily. They're just kind of stable and there. And yeah. they become like a scapegoat where it's like it's always the Russians that we have to worry about. Meanwhile, we just found out the other day that there's over, I think, 10,000 
Chinese Communist Party members that are embedded in Western companies and our institutions in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, and the United States. And we have their names and their phone numbers, and they're subverting our, our government and our culture and stealing our intellectual property. Mm -hmm. So it's like, to me, it's like, Putin, you're irrelevant, my guy. Not only because you're <laughs> leaving, but it's like, we got a way bigger wolf at the, at the gate, and that's yeah. China. So like, who cares about what Putin thinks? A hundred percent. I totally agree. And I think that, you know, Rocky movies taught me everything I need to know about Russia, which is they were just trying to do good. They, they, they weren't really against America. They were just trying to do good for their people and make people proud. I actually think uh, patriots of Russia and patriots of America are a lot more aligned. And there's a little bit of ego in it in a good way, in a healthy way to be like, yeah, but I don't think they're the bad guys and we should align against China. Well, it's really interesting because officials uh, over in Moscow, including the country's elections chief and foreign minister, they had kind of earlier criticized our election process here in the U.S., describing it as archaic and not representative of the will of the people. Kind of interesting. So do you think mm. if Biden is our president, he should bring Hunter, his son, in to be an ambassador to Russia? I mean, he's got some friendships over there, it seems like. He definitely has some, yeah, he has some <laughs> friends there for sure. He's like the party thrower. You know how there's always like that one kind of shady girl on the on the roster and you're like, well, what does this woman do? And it's the party planner. That's mm -hmm. what Hunter can be. He's the party planner. <laughs> be our party liaison. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm actually very disturbed, in generally speaking, because when you look at this, like, why were we at war with Russia? We weren't. We were at war with the Communist Party of yep. the USSR. Like, we were not at war with the Russian people, right? Yep. These are not inherently terrible people. And really, the mob rules Russia now more or less. It's not really anything. And Putin actually did a pretty good job, I think, of, even though people have criticisms and human rights abuses from his administration, you know, they criticize, they're like, they don't allow women to rip their shirts off in churches and they go to jail for that. And it's like, yeah, it's disgusting. Like, the, the you know, yeah, the maybe pussy don't riot. Do that. Maybe, yeah, maybe don't. That band yeah. that ripped their shirts off and, like, exposing their breasts to kids. It's like, yeah. when you really think about it, after the Communist Party ended, where's the communism still at? It's in China. China. And who's connected to China still and the Communist Party? Biden. Biden and his son. So it's I like, like this game. I'm getting them right. Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I, when I think about it, it's like, I don't know. Maybe there's just not enough, like, drugs to smoke in China. So, like, maybe he shouldn't be an ambassador to Russia or China. Maybe there's more drugs here. But I'm sure he's willing to sell this country out like he has been. Mm. Yeah. Well, has been. Good word. On that note, too, uh, Kamala Harris is calling for honoring the Sandy Hook victims with gun control on the eighth anniversary of that school massacre. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is an area where Biden-Harris, they totally agree on their campaign website, Biden promises to buy back the assault weapons and high capacity magazines already in our communities. Biden also wants to institute a program to buy back weapons of war currently on our streets. And this will give individuals who now possess assault weapons or high capacity magazines two options. You can sell the weapons to the government or register them under the National Firearms Act. Now, Harris didn't give any specifics on what we should do to implement common sense gun safety reforms to keep our children safe. She didn't give anything specific, but we do know based on their campaign website that they do want to implement this buyback program. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about that kind of vague message she put out there about honoring the victims, but then doesn't say specifically what kind of reform she wants to see happen. Well, I think that's indicative of everything she stands for. Loose ideas that don't really mean anything, just kind of headlines with no beef in the actual article. And I just think it's adorable. I think they're they're cute. They're the, their ideas are cute. Like, yes, ob obviously, honor victims of horrible crimes, obviously. Buy back the guns when you guys are ushering in communists. 
good luck. You're like, didn't mean to do this, but <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, my bad. Sorry, sorry. You should be wearing that vest that you, yeah. Yeah, that you promote. But good luck. Who's going to sell their, their assault weapons back to a government that we know we cannot trust and cannot be trusted? That would be stupid. And the people who own those guns, I don't think are the stupid ones. It's just a cute idea. There's no way it's going to happen. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask. Do you think people would be willing to participate no. in a buyback? Well, I no, wouldn't. no, because you know you have to realize why this is significant and what they're trying to do in the greater global plan. See, the general that bombed, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor, right? He had an invading force, and they crippled us so badly that uh, military strategists believe that his force could have gotten as far as the Mississippi River if they had continued moving inland. Now, they chose not to deploy and to retreat. The reason why is because the general famously said that he knows that who you're fighting in America is not the military, mm. but it's because behind every blade of grass is an American with a gun. Yep. And that being <laughs> said, you know, one of the reasons why people don't invade us is because we have, I believe now, more guns in the country than we have citizens and people living here. Yep. Um, you know, and like, I, I don't know how you have like a .2 gun, but they have like 1.2 or 1.5 guns, whatever, for every person. It's a little gun. It's like, it's like one, yeah, one, yeah. 1.5 kids. But that being said, the United States puts a real uh, just cog in, in the plan of the global elites, this whole great reset, this idea of equalizing people, right? They just used this last mass shooting at a mosque in New Zealand to strip them of their firearms. Mm. Back in the 1990s, they got Australia to give up their right. We see bans of, of knives, et cetera, in the UK. They're trying to strip down the Western population. And so this is a plan of Kamala and Biden in the Build Back Better of the World Economic Forum of the Great Reset to try to bring the threat of a revolt of Western people against this global plan from actually happening, and they're gonna do it by slowly chipping away. They can't yep. ban the guns, but they'll make it harder and harder for you to use mm -hmm. guns that will be more effective in a warfare setting. What weapons of war are they talking about? Weapons that can be used against them in the war exactly. that they would start against us if we don't comply and give in to them. So, I mean, it's, it's evil, it's, I would say, even demonic, but anybody who would sell back their gun to the government doesn't deserve to have it in the How first place. How about this? Place, so. Sell your guns to me first. If, if you want yeah. to get rid of your guns, I'll take them. I will sell them to other smart people <laughs> who know how to use them. Up, I will train. Them. Yeah, I'll upsell and resell. I'll refurbish. I don't know how yet, but I'll learn. There's videos online on YouTube. We can't have your videos. They get taken down, but I can learn how to do that. Refurbish a gun, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's a good sell plan. Sell them, Nicole. It's like a new thing. 1-800-NICOLE. Sell your gun today. I'm buying guns. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've got more to come. Uh, first, though, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. Whether it's back or knees, your neck, oh, shoulder pain, it's the worst, right? The underlying cause is likely inflammation, and you have to defeat inflammation or it can cause permanent damage. So backed by 35 years of clinical research, Omega XL attacks the inflammation that's causing your pain. It's Brilliant, because pain relievers and topical rubs, those just mask the problem. Omega XL neutralizes the inflammation that causes the painful stiff joints and muscles. There was even a doctor that said with my prescription pad, I can't write anything that comes close to doing what Omega XL does. So if you're suffering with aches and pains and that stiffness, you need to try Omega XL. So let's get you started. Order Omega XL now and get a second bottle for free. Visit OmegaXL.com slash news. That's OmegaXL.com slash news. Or you can call 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. We will be back in just a minute. We talked yesterday on the show about Governor Cuomo He's been accused of sexual misconduct. Well, today we have an update with his response. Let's oh take a listen. Gosh. There was an allegation made over the weekend on Twitter by a former aide of yours who said that 
accused you of sexual harassment and that it happened over a period of years. I, I want to get your reaction to that. Yeah, I heard about the uh, tweet uh, and what it said about uh, comments that I had made. And uh, it's not true, Zach. Uh, look, I, I fought for and I believe uh, a woman has the right to come forward and express her opinion uh, and uh, express issues and, and concerns that she has. Her opinion. Uh, but mm. it's, uh, it's just not true. Okay, so in case you haven't caught up on the story, these allegations made against Cuomo, they were made by one of his former advisors. It's a progressive activist named Lindsay Boylan. So she made these allegations on Twitter. She kind of did a series of tweets about the sexual harassment. She hasn't presented anything else concrete, so I just, I want to say that. But it's interesting listening to his response saying, mm -hmm. you know, a woman has the right to express her opinion. What are your thoughts, Nicole? Okay, so... He's Italian, right? We've all just kind of, yeah. Have you heard Italian guys talk? Like, they, they still say toots and broad. Like, I guarantee that's how he speaks, and he probably spoke to her like that. So there's one part I could just imagine he's a bit of a, you know what. The other part is I'm so, like, very strong on this when it comes to Me Too. I believe people can say whatever they would like to say. He sounded like a jerk with his response there. But I don't believe all women. I don't. I have personally been Me Too'd myself. I wouldn't date a guy one time, so he said I beat him up and tried to get press out of it. And a good friend of mine had a woman that he wouldn't date recently say similar things about him, and we both know it was fake. So I don't just believe all women. I believe credible women. I believe women who come out with facts, and they come out with actual evidence of this and I believe women need to start standing up for themselves in the moment stop this five years later ten years later stuff be like what'd you just say to me because we all have a little recorder on our phone press record go back in there get the evidence you need and let's get these you know what a-holes out of there for good if something's actually happening mm -hmm. That's right. Those are my thoughts. And I'm saying it's, it wouldn't be controversial if there was like a disrespectful politician but remember this is an Emmy award-winning actor that's being accused this is remember mm -hmm. that this is very important this is a Hollywood celebrity yep. being accused of sexual harassment now Hollywood has wanted to keep everybody to standards that are unrealistic in this mm -hmm. right like you can't eye rape somebody like that I heard that one in the Me Too movement when you look at someone to where they feel like their clothes are being pierced oh. and I was like I thought that was just called checking someone out like now you can't check people but out their boobies like, are out at the slut mark yeah yeah you're, going, you're, going, you're naked at this protest okay I just noticed you were naked Actually, you were gross looking. Don't flatter yourself anyway. Don't look it's at like me. a disgusting feminist. But no, but when it comes down to it, like I realized like I was just out there. I'm talking with my producer's a woman. I'm with one of the guys that, that's there. We're talking a little way. We're just making some jokes. She she's down to earth. She can do whatever. But really, you could kind of twist what anybody says to make it sexual harassment. Like yeah. I could be like, oh Hillary, like you look great in that shirt. And then it's like, oh, he looked down when he said it, meaning this and that. And people exaggerate. However, I just want to end with this. I really get upset when I hear this like sexual harassment. This is like how masks work. Believe the science. Like there's always these vague statements. Yeah. Tell me exactly what the person did. Yeah. Did they did they molest you? Did they uh, rape you? Did they t fondle you? Was it a comment? What did they say about what mm -hmm. was the comment? Mm -hmm. Did they comment on your breast size? Like I need to know because yeah. when you use a broad term like sexual harassment, yeah, yeah, it discounts broad, real see? people. You said broad when you're talking about women. <laughs> you said broad. <laughs> no, but I just like, meant like like it's like real. So like people yeah. that are genuinely getting like actual harassment that come forward and say this man like 
pushed me into a corner and lifted my shirt or something like that, that's when you start to go, okay, maybe we should listen mm -hmm. and look at the situation. But just making a tweet isn't brave. No. It's not bold. And it, you know, I don't I don't ever want to defend Cuomo. I never want to defend that guy because he deserves to be in jail. But at this point, I have to say, like, this is just a distraction and I, and I don't buy it. I also think, uh, first of all, I have to say a project that I was part of won an Emmy this weekend as well. So, hey, congratulations! I, thank you. Him and I are equal that way. You know, I, I people actually, sexually too. I, well, Does it come with it? It comes with the Emmy. It's like you get your <laughs> list of things you can now do, and it's sexually harassing. Yeah. Um, I also think women need to be more direct, and I definitely have been sexually harassed being a comic. It's it's kind of part of the comedy culture, unfortunately, but it's changing now. And I went directly to the guys earlier this year that I believe did that to me. And you have a conversation. Grow a pair, ladies. Say, hey, because we all can text now. Say, hey, when you did X, it made me feel Y. That might not have been your attention, but I'm at work and I don't want to feel like that. So we're going to have to talk this out. And we need to man up no, a bad. more direct. You should, you should just go on Twitter and then just like put their names out I and go. I could have just like wrecked yeah. their careers or I had amazing conversations with these guys and we resolved it. Well, I do think sometimes people don't realize that they're doing something that makes someone uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But in the case of someone like Tara Reid, who accused Joe Biden of harassment, mm -hmm. I mean, she had witnesses that backed up her story as far as that they didn't see anything actually happen, but they did say back then she We've told them the story about it, things like that, yeah. but nothing came of it. So mm -hmm. do you think if, if Lindsay does not come out with something concrete. Do you think yeah. anything's going to come of this at all? Nothing's going to come of this at all. I don't think there's going to be anything concrete that she's going to have. I, I don't think so. But even with the Biden stuff, like nobody cares. We've seen him sniff and grope children inappropriately. And we're supposed to pretend that didn't happen because they don't like red hats. That's a mega. Like that's how I actually started, you know, being friends with more conservative people. And I was like, we can all agree this is messed up. What Joe Biden does, we've visually seen it and they still don't care. Right. So nothing's going to come of it. Well, while we're talking about all of our favorite people like Cuomo, <gasps> let's talk about AOC. Ah, flip table. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at her. What a cartoon. I'm sorry. No, well, a, a, lot, a lot of other people oh, no. feeling that way today uh, that live in Queens. So Queens residents, they are mad at her for her role in Amazon canceling its plans to build a second headquarters mm. located in the New York City borough. So two years ago, Amazon announced that it was going to split its headquarters between two locations, Long Island City in Queens and Crystal City, Virginia, just outside of D.C., but AOC, at the time, who was kind of relatively unknown, um, she had just been elected to Congress. She took some serious issues with Amazon operating in Queens. It would have brought tens of thousands of jobs to the area, billions of dollars in annual revenue, mm. but she and some other progressive politicians, they opposed the development, decrying the tax incentives that Amazon would receive, and then just Amazon itself as an anti-union company. So... Uh, <laughs> An owner of a local restaurant said delusional far left politicians have ruined Western Queens where Long Island City is located and, and said, I'm angry at the stupidity. Everybody fears AOC who has no idea what she's doing. Opposing Amazon benefited other communities. Imagine if AOC did something positive with her big mouth. Then the spokeswoman, Lauren Hitt, for AOC, claimed the Amazon deal would have given residents hard-earned tax dollars to one of the wealthiest men in the world in exchange for a campus that made no promises about hiring local residents. So, did she think they were going to ship them in? 
Like, we're, we're not going to hire local. We're going to ship people in from another state to work here every day. The, the nonsense that comes out of this woman's mess, first of all, Queens, I blame you. I blame you. You voted this girl in. This is what you get. Do better next time. Pay more attention. She was against one other person. But did they really vote for her? I mean, you saw the mm, amount of people that sure. voted and the way they manipulated the votes and knocked on people's doors and, you know, taking people who are typically... I guess uneducated in politics and in and weaponizing them to get somebody who is also uneducated politically and not in, in the good general, kind of way. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not in the good yeah, kind yeah. of way to come in and to to push this this deal out. I mean, little did she know that Amazon would be a part of one of the greatest transfers of wealth in U.S. history uh, during this pandemic, where every mom and pop shop and small business sixty sixty percent of them mm-hmm. are going to end up closing by two thousand twenty two. Mm-hmm. And Amazon, I think, is like what grown four hundred percent or something like that over this time. Yes. She should have thought ahead and. Talk to her globalist friends ahead of time because she messed up on that one. She really messed up. Why do you think Democrats assume that big companies are always the bad guy when they're the ones providing the job, like you're saying? Capitalism's kind of dope. I love it. It rewards hard work. It rewards doing what you say you're going to do. I love capitalism. I think the problem isn't necessarily these large companies. I think it's people like AOC that have no business background. She has no background in corporations, how corporations are structured. She just talks. She's never actually you know, done anything in her life. She's never achieved anything except for PR. She became an influencer on the government and taxpayers' dollars. That's what people have to start seeing is she's just a, an Instagram model point. that leaves her clothes on. That's a great point. Thanks, I guys. I never really thought of that, and I feel... You're saying you're a comedian, yeah. but maybe it's that, maybe the reason why you, you got more into being a political pundit is because life <laughs> became more of a joke. You know? It is. And so, yeah. like, by now you just have to talk about normal life. Like, you know, South Park yeah. used to be like a crash show that made a lot of Jew jokes and, like, killed Kenny, one of the characters. Yeah. And now it's actually become so scarily accurate about how they yeah. dissect real life, meaning life just becomes so crazy that a cartoon has to be the craziest mm-hmm. it could be and the craziest it could be has to just reflect real world situations. Yep. Like, that's crazy. And the world we're living is insane. <laughs> and when you look at her, I mean, she has so many followers, people love her, and all she's done is tweet. She hasn't accomplished any real Nothing. legislation in her life and she has the claims that affect people. But I also don't feel bad for people, like you said in the end, I go, people need to wake up and realize these people aren't getting in by accident, unless you're Biden. Yeah, well, we have to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some people who are waking up and about to do something about their businesses being shut down. This is a good story. Stick around. I'm excited about this because it's in Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, are you Minnesota? from Minnesota? No. This is a moment a lot of us have been waiting to see. There are 150 businesses in Minnesota that say they will resist the virus restrictions if they are extended this week. So they are banding together the group that calls itself Reopen Minnesota Coalition. It's made up of, like I said, over 150 businesses. They wrote this on Facebook. For those who want to say that these businesses are putting others at risk, we challenge you to show us from science and data the risk of going to a bar or working out at a gym or bowling 10 frames or teaching a small dance class is any more dangerous than going to Walmart, walking through a crowd, spending two hours in a busy supermarket. Trust us, we all have families. Many of us have family members in the medical field. Many of us have lost loved ones to COVID, but the state's own data does not support any of the current lockdown. We demand the right to provide for our families as we always have, give income and employment to our workers as we always have, care for our communities as we always have, knowing that we care more for each of them than any St. Paul bureaucrat ever will. Hashtag open safe. 
So what do you think about these restaurant owners banding together and saying, we're not going to take it. we got to stand up for our right to stay open. I think this. Let's go, Minnesota. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. Like, hoo-ah. Yes. Stand up. Let's go. I love it as Minnesota. That's like, y'all, this just isn't great for us no more. We're opening. Like, they're just going for it. They're going in. I just, I didn't expect it from Minnesota first of all the states, but I'm here for it. I'm cheering for you guys. Open your businesses. Send me links. If you have online orders, I will share for you. And yeah, let's all order local. Awesome. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas. No, this is this is where people are headed, and I, and I like this. Um, like my producer and I have something that we're working on too to try to help these businesses. And you saw that like, even this owner of a Greek restaurant was saying, you know, to the health inspector, "Are you going to pay my rent? Like, you're fining me, and you're trying to take away my business. Are you?" You, you can find me, that's fine, but I also need you to like, pay my rent. Like you, you're just coming in here to cause destruction. You're not helping me. Yeah. And I think the government is coming in saying, look, we know better, we know better. But this is where I think that the curve is tipping, is that people are going, look, we are sick of your SHIT. And I'm you not know, spell it. we shot you guys before. No, we shot the government. We, we yeah. are a nation bred of war. We are a nation who went to the people in China and said, look, sorry, not working out. <laughs> Gonna have to kill you guys. And unfortunately, that's how people are feeling now. It's like, because it's saying, why, why, do they, why are they getting so aggressive? At least they're starting with opening the restaurants before killing the government. It's a, yeah. good, it's a good, like, you know, trajectory. I'd say we should probably start yeah. somewhere before just like shooting the government and taking it back over. Yeah. But, you know, when you come and you go, you, you sick, demented people. I don't care what laws are out there. I follow what's called justice. And you are not just as a government. And you are taking over my livelihood, my neighborhood, my community. We yeah. elected you guys to keep us safe, to govern, and to be around us, and to make laws that help us to be successful and have good welfare. When yeah. you're putting us on welfare, instead of help, help, uh, helping us to be in a good state of welfare, literally, we are going to just stop listening to you. And it's this ocular prison we're in where we think the government has power because everyone's submitting and thinking that, oh, well, we have to shut down because everyone is. Why don't we all just stop obeying these stupid rules? <gasps> these masks are dumb. They're not helping. The numbers are going up. The more restrictions are happening, the more compliance with masks. Look at South Africa. Look at Canada. These people are the most apologetic, compliant people I've ever seen in my life wearing masks for so long, I'm they sorry. have the same rate of increase. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying uh, of, of the disease. Yeah. We, yes, we do want to fight this virus. Yes, we do want to eradicate it, but we're not going to do it at the expense of losing our entire lives. Okay, it's getting hot over here because the heat, he's bringing the heat, yeah, and, and I, you're hyping him up let, over let, here. I'm we're excited about this. Put the light on, put the light on. Put the light, put the light, whatever you say. Put it on. Boom, boom, get him, get him. <laughs> I want to take what you just said. I want to put a hip-hop beat underneath it. I want to listen to it every morning, and everybody should. Minnesota, that was heat, that was fire. Yeah, and the lights like, made it. I'm now, lit. now we're literally that was just fire. going. Yeah. Well, we really, we're, we're excited to see this reopen Minnesota let's coalition. Let's go, Minnesota, let's go. Good luck. It's nice to see people saying, hey, you know, we're standing up for our constitutional rights. And, you know, Elijah, you brought this up. So there's a small restaurant owner in Ventura, California, which is west of Los Angeles, who was allegedly issued a citation for staying open after being given a closure order. Well, the owner confronted public health inspectors, was very upset. We have a clip. I followed the rules. I continue to follow the rules. And you guys still, time after time, are giving me citations, telling me I have to close my business. What about I chose to protest by putting my tail outside. 
help one single person outside. I did all takeout food and delivery to what exactly I was supposed to be doing. That's exactly what I did. I did not break any, and there's no even a law, I did not break any rule. There, there is a law that you're breaking right now by operating without a permit. I, because you guys put this closure on my restaurant. Right. You, so you you guys yourselves are creating your own rule. And you're giving my citation for your own rule that's created. It's not by law that you cannot sit outside and eat. That's not a law. That's, that's an order that was given. Okay. So you cannot give me a closure citation based on that. It's already been ordered. I'm not issuing a closure. I'm saying you, are you, what do you mean I'm issuing a closure? You guys close me. You're not asking to close me. I'm not issuing the, the, the closure. The, the restaurant is already closed. The permit has been suspended. However, your refusal to close warrants a Because what am I going to do if I close? Are you going to pay my rent? No. That's actually really tough to watch because you can sense his anger and his frustration because it's become a moving target. I mean, the rules keep changing every day and restaurant yeah. owners are having a hard time keeping up. Uh, Elijah, I know you're from California. You know how hard it is for businesses just to make it in L.A. on a good day. And my friend shot that. I, like, a very good friend shot that, who I'll be with actually this weekend. And, you know, I, not only should, do I want to drop kick those, uh, those health inspectors, Same. but... But I'm gonna tell you, this is this is really where public health has been used in the most manipulative way. Like my dad's church, uh, I did some fundraising because um, you know they were given a lot of citations for trying to hold their services. And you know my poor dad has, you know my mom died this year. He compound fractured his leg. He actually got really serious COVID. I mean the guy's been through hell. Um, he couldn't walk for months. I mean he's just gone through thing after thing. And then they try to shut his church down, um, which is like his income. He's a pastor, and it's also like his community. The last thing that he has going for him. And I remember like I told him I said no. You don't have to listen to him. You don't have to listen to these health inspectors. They were sending spies in in plain clothes to, to find issues in his church. And then what they did is even further, when they were looking for this, they told him that once once they kicked him outside, so they finally were like, well, you guys can't meet in your church. And he was finally like, well, you guys just go away if we just have service outside. Will you go away? Unfortunately, the government never goes away. That's why we depose them when they get like this. And I'm telling you, they're really riding a fine line. The health department told his church to go, yeah, but you can't use a sound system outside can't use your sound system outside. And he goes, and I, he called me and I said, you tell them, you give me one legal ramification or justification mm -hmm. for a health inspector telling me about using a sound system outdoors. Will that give people COVID through the yeah. sound waves? No, they're, they're getting, they're, these people okay. need to be just like drop kicked, meaning the people that are that are breaking the law, Nicole's that are shutting us down. If you need a gun, yes. call Nicole. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying to punch them in the, in the face, random people. I'm saying a government that acts tyrannical must be removed and peaceably at first, but legally we need to drop kick them out of their positions by just ignoring what they do. We need to make sure they realize they have no, like meaning you tell them, I have the right under the constitution to do worse things to you, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be kind to you and I'm just going to go ahead and resist you peaceably and I'm gonna stand here and stay open and yeah. I'm gonna ignore you. I'm gonna politely say you have a good day, mm -hmm. get the heck out my business. I read the Bill of Rights, yeah. I could do worse, but yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna withhold myself. For now. Yes. We need to send you guys out to this guy's restaurant. Yeah, yeah, be the backup. All right, so we gotta go to break. Uh, we've got more when we come back, though, so stay with us. It's yeah. true. Everything you said, you guys need to be on his team. I think he's being pissed because I he says that I'm getting like.
We've been hearing a lot all year about the rise in COVID cases in jails and in prisons. Well, officials in Orange County, California, they're fighting a court order aimed at slashing the population of inmates in the county due to coronavirus. Now, Sheriff Don Barnes pushed back against this, the Orange County Superior Court, which is the one that ordered the reduction of the population. The prison population there by 50 percent in order to achieve proper social distancing and prevent further spread of COVID-19. Now, Barnes said, I have no intention of releasing any of these individuals from my custody. We're going to file an appeal. We're going to fight it. And if the judge has any intent of releasing any one of these individuals, he will have to go through line by line, name by name, and tell me which ones he is ordering released. So this is in response to a lawsuit that was filed by the ACLU. Um, saying that they're making an effort to protect disabled and medically vulnerable people at the Orange County Jail. So uh, they had 138 cases at the jail on Friday of COVID. The infections jumped to 416 by Monday, but the sheriff argued that the high number of infections is because the jail was testing everyone, mm -hmm. even those that are asymptomatic. Um, the outbreak at the jails, according to District Attorney Todd Spitzer, it says it mirrors a recent surge in the country. So this order, it would allow for the release of more than 1,800 inmates. Um, and they believe, Barnes and Spitzer, they believe this would create more crime. It would victimize more people. The, the low-level offenders released early are on $0 bail during the pandemic. They've committed crimes at nearly three times the normal rate. So how they think releasing these extra 1,800 people is a good idea, I don't know. Um, Nicole, do you think the sheriff is making the right call here saying, I'm not releasing anybody? Uh, yeah, go sheriff dude. I don't know his name. This is insane. This is insane. Like, you know, we're just going with the science here for a second. We're supposed to quarantine the sick not quarantine the healthy. That's never been done and never been effective. So quarantine people who are sick. You just quarantine the whole prison. Isn't the prison a quarantine? But by definition of what a prison is, so just keep them all in there for two weeks. After two weeks, it should have run its course. If the people are ill, move them to a different wing release nobody imagine you go through all those steps and you know your rapist or something or whatever is in prison and they get released because they got a cold like or someone in their prison has a flu like you know, it, this is the dumbest ish i didn't swear because i'm on your show but i want to this is the this is the dumbest thing i've heard and during a pandemic when good law-abiding citizens are losing everything this is what we're spending time on mm -hmm. even having to talk about this on this show people are nuts I'm drinking my water. Yeah, I was like, I need something else other than water if I have to hear another one of these stories because you're lovely at presenting them, but but you know, the reality of the world, when you look at this, you go, <laughs> is are we intentionally doing something dumb? And the answer is yes, because when you trace the money back from uh, a lot of these judges, uh, their camp, you know, their their campaigns. If anyone knows in California, a lot of these judges, right, they're elected or whatever. Some some of them are appointed, but uh, you know, a lot of them are elected. And uh, you look at the district attorneys and people that are involved in the cities and the counties. Mm -hmm. And when you get down to it. You know, they have to run like any politician does. And they are politically motivated. They are biased. I lost all hope in our judicial system, especially after a recent SCOTUS ruling. Uh, but most importantly speaking, everybody is biased. And when you go to who's funding them, you often find the Open Society Foundation, which 
you know, is ties to many different very corrupt billionaires who have the intention of, of redefining the judicial system of America in a way that's more equitable and fair, which is a way of disrupting society. By Like in Los Angeles, remember, they just legalized prostitution. They legalized, uh, you can drive without a license now. I mean, so when you go, why do we even have licenses if you can't get in trouble for driving without one? Mm -hmm. Meaning, you go, this is so backwards. Well, it's, we are in a reimagination of our country, of our area, and when you think about Orange County, you go, well, I thought it's a nice area. Well, how do you destabilize a country? You hit people where they least expect it. Mm. And so it's going to take people like the sheriff standing up and saying, no, nope. not I shouldn't say line by line. It's like you're between me and my deputy's guns. Like we we were we were sworn not to listen to politicians and people. We were sworn to protect and to yes. serve. Mm -hmm. And what you are doing endangers our community. Mm -hmm. And this is where we don't listen to COVID laws and rules and court orders. It's like you were working against the Constitution and against the safety and the welfare of my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Not listening. And if you look at it, just let's just, you know, high level this for a second. COVID, people have not been working. People don't have money. There's already crime rising everywhere. Women are being forced into prostitution that may not have already been doing that or OnlyFans or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. your new soft versions of porn. People are already desperate. And now what are we going to do? Let's throw 1,800 criminals in the mix when you already have nothing. So you're, you're funny like, and smart. Oh, thank you. Oh. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a... This is a cool recipe, guys. <laughs> no, We're just making a nonsense cake. Well, and we don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but along those same lines, Seattle is considering excusing criminals if they can prove that they broke the law because of drug addiction, mental illness, or poverty. Listen, if you can prove that you did a crime because of mental illness, I don't believe you have that mental illness because you were sound enough to prove that you have it. Bye. Yeah, and also it's like... Catch 22. It's like, okay, can I just say, everybody buy a gun, buy a lot of ammo that you can, and just get ready because something's coming because it, we can't live like this and I will never encourage anyone to violence YouTube or wherever else this is airing on Facebook but these people are encouraging violence on you that is an act of war on a civilian population by allowing and bringing lawlessness in God did say in that you know in the end times lawlessness would abound and we're finding people advocating more for criminals than they are for law-abiding citizens mm -hmm. take the McCloskeys for instance who wielded a gun at armed rioters who broke into their neighborhood them getting prosecuted in st louis i will tell you this i don't care anymore about the judiciary i don't care anymore about the legislative policies i care about the founding documents and about common sense and that's what you've got to stick to your guns and common sense and realize that there are more americans in this country that are locked loaded ready and sticking to their brains yeah but we're just standing back like he said donald trump we're standing by but you can only push us so badly before hey there's going to have to be a regime change, and that's just where I, that's where I stand on that. Yeah, do we have a moment for one extra thought on that? Yeah, give me one extra thought. Okay, so people who are on drugs, let's say drugs, a lot of America is unfortunately on prescription drugs, and my belief is that we don't need them. I don't believe in things like ADD drugs. I think there's a lot of other things we can be doing there. So that means most of America would be exempt from committing or the ramifications of committing crimes. If people have mental health issues, then we should address the mental health issues, but they, didn't, they shouldn't get off. Alcohol, absolutely not. Um, this is just, it's ridiculous. Poverty is the only one that I believe if you stole because you have no food, it's kind of the Aladdin clause, I call it. I actually feel really bad for you, and there should be some kind of program in place for people that if you were actually stealing, not a TV, but you're stealing food, your family. They're AOC. stealing TVs. AOC. Yeah. But they are, though. They're stealing uh, TVs. I think we have to be good humans somewhere in there. That's the only one where I think we can right. discuss it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that passes. They're going to start working on this ordinance in 2021. All right. We've got to go to break. We'll be back <laughs> with our question of the day.
Oh gosh! Yeah. I can't believe these stories! I can't well, believe these stories! On yesterday's show, we asked you, will you remain politically engaged if or when President Trump leaves office? 48.2% of you said yes. Both of you? Yes, yes, more than ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more than ever, exactly. Yeah, yeah it seems now like we should be paying even, even yeah. closer attention, right? Okay, so our question today, should Texas and other red states secede from the union? Yes. Yeah, I'm <laughs> 100% for forming a more perfect union. Sounds like a lot of people are really, really starting to try and put some plans in motion for that. It'll be really interesting if something comes of that. Yeah. Well, I am excited that you guys were here today. Nicole, if people want to follow you, know more about you, where can they go? Yeah, the interwebs. I'm on Instagram. I'm IB, letter I, letter B, Nicole Arbor. Twitter, Parlor. I'm Nicole Arbor. Uh, Nicole Arbor fans on Facebook, YouTube. You can find me. Yeah. You're in all the places. The Elijah, things. what about you? Just go to youtube.com slash slightly offensive or check me out at blazetv.com slash slightly offensive. Now will you be heading out of town again anytime soon? Yes, going to Florida in a couple days. All right. Stay safe. Yes, definitely stay safe. And thank you for watching. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. Same stories of goodness and outrage. <laughs> we just have to give you a little bit of both. I'm actually going to shock with your stories. Like, Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.